When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A little bit early <laughs> horror movie night, uh, as is our tradition here. When it is the last pick of October, we dig back into childhood nostalgia. Maybe not our childhood nostalgia, but someone's childhood nostalgia. That's somebody's. Because this film came out 25 years ago. Good God. I was 13, so I was past Disney Channel original movies at that point. Yeah. Scott, you're, you were 14, 15 at that point. Kyle, you may have been the ripe age for this. Yeah, and you know what? I think I watched it for the first time a couple days ago. Five years ago, seven oh, okay. years ago. <laughs> no, well, no, I watched it's been, it for I, the first time during the pandemic with Megan. Yeah. So you're not alone. Yeah. And she, yeah. we were yeah. like, "This is kind of terrible." <laughs> Disney watched, Channel, Disney Channel movies were just not. I didn't watch Disney Channel anything really. Well, so, I was yeah. a purely Nickelodeon kid. Cartoon Network at like yeah. my grandma's house sometimes, but I was never a Disney Channel anything. Well, Fox Kids a little bit, but yeah. Here's the thing: it. there's a reason why most people all agree on what the best Disney Channel original movies were because like the bar was low. <laughs> so like when you got this, or you got Brink, or you got anything that like Brink. was even remotely memorable, <laughs> it like felt. Like it stood on such higher shoulders than yeah. like some of the ones that are just like horse feathers or like whatever that shit. Like they would just make like horse girl feathers. is on a farm or like this yeah. is the racing movie. Like so these were kind of the best that we got <laughs> for for a lot of it. And I mean, here's the thing I will say. I don't think this is a good movie. I don't think I'll ever rewatch Halloween Town. I think this was my last watch. But I will say that I do like the looks of some of this stuff. I like yes. the town. Yeah, like, like I, I think Benny, the, like cute. I think the the Benny, like kind of claymation, kind of puppet, I weird Benny. thing. Like Benny looks awesome. 
there's a scene where they go to like a tooth fairy and like the the nightmarish practical effects on these faces where they've got these giant elongated noses and giant like eyebrows and it, it's yeah it's something that makes this feel a little bit more special than if it was just some people with some like makeup on their faces and nothing else like they really did go in on the practical yeah. effects and I must applaud that much um, there are a couple scenes that I like, but boy, all in all, I'm, I'm I feel yeah. bad because I think that there is a die-hard audience that grew there up loving is. Halloween Town, and they're going to be right. listening to this episode and hating us. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. There is a whole there's a whole populace of people who really, really like this, and I can I don't know if they like the whole series or they at like least just three this. of the four. They are very upset that Sarah Paxton came on and took the place of Marnie in Return yeah. to Halloween Town. Okay. okay. Well, there we Thank go. You. I so has anybody seen the, 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 the politics of yes. Halloween Town. Well, the funniest thing I've is I've seen all Kimberly, four of them. Oh, you've seen all four? So is there any <laughs> well, Kimberly, Kimberly J. Brown or what's anyway, I mean, I think I'm screwing that up. Whatever it is. I, I don't remember most of it. During the pandemic, I just was like, I'm going to watch every Disney Channel original movie during the pandemic because I've you never seen any of them. So, so I just would rock through well, during these. During one of, one of arguably maybe the worst times in your life, <laughs> Might Why be, not make like, it feel a little bit better in content? And, and I just mean on paper, <laughs> not your particular life. Yeah. Just like historically a really shitty time. And Matt Kelly is watching chooses, Zombies 1 and 2. Yeah. You are a nightmare. <laughs> I love you. Um, I, so, but here's the thing. Like, none of these people, for the most part, are big names beyond the main, the grandmother and the, and the mother. Right? You've got April O'Neil from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and you've got uh, Debbie Reynolds. And yeah. then the rest, it's like not much has really happened. Like you scroll to like every one of their IMDb pages <laughs> or their Wikipedia pages and there's either no hyperlink on their name or when you like hover over their name, their bio is just like most famous for playing blank in Halloween right. Town. Yeah, that- it hyperlinks to Halloween Town yeah, on it's, Wiki. It's, it's yeah, it's like- very recursive. That being said... Even though I'm saying all this stuff where it's like, this movie isn't for me, it's not for me, whatever. If a local horror convention was like, hey, we got the entire original (laughs) cast of Halloween Town back for like a reunion... I'd be like, that's pretty cool. I want to go see that. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, these Disney movies, they just have the worst kids. They, the worst kids. Yeah. They're bad. They are the Itali- they are Italian horror's equivalent of uh, <laughs> kids, of bad kids. They really are. I don't I don't know what like, you're talking about, dude. That little girl, Sophie, she's fun. No. Uh, and Sophie's done so- nothing. No, she's great. That's the worst part. <laughs> Sophie's had the least career out of the, uh, the three Let, kids. Let's, give her, let's give her the HMN signal boost. Her name is yeah. Emily Roske. Rosk or Roske, um, yeah, R O E S K E, um, and she. Let's bring her to the table for the convention. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> she so she her I love again, IMDb is a crazy place. Her uh, profile picture on IMDb is, um, I think that she was doing maybe some sort of martial arts um, <laughs> expo. Oh, uh, she's she's got some sort of tunic on with an American flag behind her and she's got her fists up like you know it's like one of those <laughs> presentation poses um, and and not quite the weirdest thing that we have seen on IMDB in the last month but um, still quite strange uh, but yeah. yeah she's she's just known for Halloween Town Halloween Town 2 and um, Three Ninjas High Nude at Mega, Mega Mountain 
Is that oh, the one with yeah, Hulk? With Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how you guys knew that because I sure as shit did not. Um, yeah. Well, I, here's something that I will say, actually. The early Disney Channel original movies had better storylines, but worse child actors. I feel like in the last 10 years, they have been way worse storylines, but you're seeing like Zendaya in those first at oh, that yeah. point. Like you're actually seeing like the Disney stars that became, you know, like Zac Efron. You know what I mean? Like High School Musical mm -hmm. was a Disney Channel original movie. They right. definitely were getting stronger actors as the scripts were also declining in quality. So it was a very strange situation there. Um, what do we think about Marnie here? Because at the start of this movie, she is kind of a brat, but I do appreciate her fighting for the right to celebrate Halloween and sticking up mm. against her mom. I'm surprised that there are not as many people who dress up as Marnie in that first outfit for Halloween. Dude, like that, straight that up, neon like it looked like a, you know, like what you would practice juggling scarves it's with. Like it's made out of chiffon. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It I love that. That whole outfit is just that look. It's the shit. Yeah, um, you yeah. know she's actually quite um, stylish. I love her nerd brother, though, because even after oh, he Dylan gets... sucks. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I actually like him. I'm saying that even after... I like the conceit of the character, that even after he gets his powers, like, at the very end of the movie, he's he's still like, well, let's talk about astronomy. I mean, yeah. it's... <laughs> he's su he sucks so hard, but he's my favorite character dweeb. at the exact same time. Like, he's everything that he dweeb. does, he's such a dork. And then I'm just like, oh, but I fucking love this guy. Yeah. Do we write any quotes down when we were watching this? I sure did. No. Do you want some? <laughs> oh, good. I mean, I wrote down one, which was just the way Sophie goes, I want that cookie. <laughs> She's denied the cookie in the beginning of the movie. Uh, oh, man. I mean, and, you know, uh, my favorite line, I'm, I'm going to come out of the, the gate real, real hard with this one. Um, when Marnie is all upset that she doesn't get to go out for Halloween, um, she sits down, she plops down on a, a chair and goes, look, I'm a potato. And I, <laughs> I feel like the fact that my Irish wife has not dressed up as a potato for Halloween ever is <laughs> just crazy because that I woman think the loves next potatoes line is more great than she too, though. She says, I'm a potato. And then she goes, I might as well just dig my roots into the carpet. <laughs> like, no, I get that. So but it's sassy. Just, she's, she's super <laughs> sassy. But I just mean the look I'm a potato is such a great sound clip by itself. <laughs> you know, look, um, I'm a potato. And then there, there's something like she Scott, says, you should use that to kick off a thrash cover of mashed potato time from the 50s. Wow. Um, <laughs> add it to the fucking list, man. You, you're just like every week. You're like, hey Scott, you should do this, and I'm thinking to myself, good God, God, he's I am great. No, no, they're great ideas. It's just, where am I going to find the time? Um, I could just. Could you imagine doing an all thrash metal album of you just covering novelty dances from the '60s? You're just doing like the Roach. It's basically <laughs> what I want from SOD. So I could do that with all those novelty dances. I mean, I could do the Pink Shoelaces song. Yeah. I mean, if I would have done that six months ago. I would It'd have gotten some more, great yeah. eyes on there. So maybe, hey, maybe I have who to knows? Wait. Maybe Madison time will come back one day. <laughs> 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 yeah, but also she says the look, I'm a potato. And then they put on their Halloween costumes from grandma. And um, Marnie goes, look, I'm a Wiccan. And then Sophie goes, I'm a ghost. And then the annoying younger brother goes, 
I think I have a big pimple, but he really looks like a potato. Yeah. He looks well, like he a potato. Also, is that he looks like same? Mr. Potato Head dressed up as a Viking, which is a great, <laughs> is he? great mashup. Is that around the same time where he also has my favorite line to show up in a Disney movie, which is, of course, wow, a pentagram. Yes, <laughs> like, I love it. That's another one. Could use that for the start of a song, too. <laughs> Scott, I don't know. For those who are watching this on the Patreon, can anybody just see a bubble yep, with a thumbs up? That's a new up? thing that uh, StreamYard has done for anybody who has Mac OS. You uh, put your thumb up. And a little thought bubble will show up. What? <laughs> Holy shit! It does the same for thumbs, do thumbs down. down? And peace. Yeah. Um, I thought that you were going to say that you saw something in my hand, which was quite possibly the Ooh. spookiest oh, mug that's that a I bat could have. Boy mug. It's a bat boy mug with three bats on it. And um, I was given this. I was gifted this last year for my 40th um, from some mug. wonderful friends of mine. Um, and in September. Shout out to Anna September. Um, and this is filled with some warm apple cider because my original thought process for a drink for this movie was I was going to be all clever and make candy corn vodka, which you can do. You just literally put candy yeah. corn and vodka, let it sit for a week, and then, you know, then you yeah. strain it and you drink it. And then I was like, one, that's a great idea, but I'm probably going to hate it. And two, yeah. I, I didn't have time. I, I literally was like, <laughs> I should do that a week ago. And then yesterday, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not doing that. So Not yeah. happening. Warm well, cider. Cheer, cheers. That's a, a, perf, a truly a perfect drink. I, I just I grabbed a beer called Autumn Winds. Just a fest beer. I'm going to have some Autumn Winds after the cider. <laughs> oh, guys. Speaking of apple stuff, Megan and I, she found this recipe for making homemade, um, basically like the brown sugar cinnamon um, pop tarts. Okay. But it yeah. ha but the center is like apples, um, brown sugar, cinnamon, and like some vegan butter or whatever. Should we veganize it? Hell but, yeah. Um, holy hell, guys! Like if we yeah. were doing the if we were doing a snack with this because you know like it's a kids movie. I need a snack for kids or else they'll, you know, their blood sugar and all that. They can't sit, yeah. Um, that's that's what I would pick because those things were so, so good. And the, the thumbs up is just going to – I'm actually going to stop looking at myself and <laughs> trying to keep my hands down because I, I cannot uh, stand it. <laughs> I, it, you know, I normally don't have <laughs> so a drink uh, for these movies, and today's no different. But yeah. if I did have a drink with me, uh, I would actually promote what I had from Starbucks today, which is that I get a chai tea every day, but – my barista has been experimenting with a new flavor that I really like, which she calls her apple pie chai, which is a normal chai tea, but with a couple pumps of apple brown sugar and nice. cinnamon and caramel flavor. And it boy, does, howdy, yeah. does it taste exactly like an apple pie when I take a sip from it. Um, and I also imagine that what it does to you is like what um, when they would drink those potions in uh, in old school cartoons is because that sounds like. It's got so much sugar. I'm all about it. I'm not sugar shaming anybody. Oh, the anybody. first time she made it for me, I thought I could see through time and space when I was <laughs> sipping from it. <laughs> uh, it. It's like that that black stuff and John dies at the end. Yeah, that, uh, it was just yeah, like my eyes were suddenly powers. dilated and I was like, yeah. I, this is too much. No, no, um, it's, it's what's that movie with uh, with the, the it, it unlocks the other 90% of your brain. I was just going to say train spotting. <laughs> or it could be heroin. <laughs> okay, man. Um, there's two things that I want to shout out that really, really worked for me in this movie. One is a quote. I guess it's technically a character. We, we threw a lot of praise at Benny. I also want to throw a lot of praise at the 
uh, overweight ghost getting a steam that has yes. like a 1930s accent. Because yes. oh he God. has a phenomenal line. Transatlantic accent. When the, uh, the youngest sister is running around going, whoo, as a ghost. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't appreciate that type of stereotype. Just because you can see through me doesn't mean I don't have feelings. Yeah, that is such a <laughs> Matt is, Kelly line. When Matt Kelly so does good. his debut EP with all uh, <laughs> breakdowns, that's going to be the, the intro to, to your first song right there. Absolutely. But just, I, it's all Midwest emo intros. Yes. There's no lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's never <laughs> just an album. Actually, in, that's yeah, just never resolutes. That's your band name too, I presume. It, ne- it never resolves. <laughs> never res- never resol- never resolutes. The best scene in this movie, and I genuinely believe this, and this isn't me being ironic or sarcastic or anything, is the movie theater scene. It is so well shot. Like them walking it in, is. and it's all the frozen bodies in there, and then like the screen opens, and we see our villain in the for the first time in the. Cl- it's just like, it's all so well done. It actually yeah. feels kind of scary for a kids movie, like. I, I love, love, love that scene. And I remember watching that scene and thinking, ooh, this is why we're here. Okay. I'm, remi- <laughs> I'm glad that I rewatched it for this scene and this scene only. And then all of that goodwill falls away when we hear the most 1998 children's entertainment line of when the mom shows up and tries to do a spell and the flowers grow on the kid. And he goes, yeah. oh, I said powers, not flowers. And there's even like a whomp whomp sound like after she <laughs> what, says it. Bullshit. How is that possible that that's your least favorite part of this movie when that is such like, again, that's such a Matt Kelly thing. You you oh. would, you think that that would kill in any other movie. I I'm know just you. saying that that dry, dries up all of the like goodwill that that movie theater scene has created by bringing us back to the reality of like this is still Halloween Town. We're still oh, watching okay. a Disney gotcha. Channel original movie. Fair, fair. <laughs> Although I will say that I did feel a little bit of FOMO watching this movie when you um, meet the, the the mayor of Halloween Town because I want that job. I want to, not, yeah. not in the evil way, but I just, I literally want to be mayor of Halloween Town. I mean, look, you're one step closer with your current job. <laughs> well, that's funny because my keep climbing my, the ladder, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I if I get to president, I, president of Halloween Town, it's close enough, right? Well, so the thing is, is that that's the joke with my buddy Johnny and I is he always calls me the mayor of Halloween Town. I'm like, I wish, fucking wish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Th- I mean, I want the responsibilities of Halloween Town. So, if anybody yeah. has an in. I would love nothing more than to um, to to put my name on that ballot. Yeah, call some people. Yeah. Call some people. Oh, One of the primaries for that. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I think we did a good job here, right? Like, I don't think we've offended anybody who adores Halloween Town. No. So here, in the, not to, I mean, I, I feel like somebody might be waiting for this comparison, and I hope that I'm not taking anybody's double feature, but clearly. In my mind, Halloween Town doesn't happen without a conversation about Hocus Pocus. And to me, Hocus Pocus just has a lot more going on for it than fucking Halloween Town. Well, I think Hocus Pocus, for starters, has a Mick Garris pen script, which, like... Has a little I just bit mean, more even, edge to even it. Even horror, even but even horror like fandom aside, just as like a movie that. Disney did that has Halloween as its main focus yeah. and purpose. It's like Halloween Town just feels like 
I don't know. It feels like a library book that I got. And I thought that was going to be more fun than it was. Yeah. This is this is like, mom. Can we get Hocus Pocus? We have Hocus Pocus at yes, home, and exactly. it's a, a little, a little <laughs> bit. I know that might be offensive to some people, and I apologize. I don't, I don't really care for Hocus Pocus that much either. If that makes you feel better, no. I mean, look, um, Dylan, like, Dylan from Christmas three sixty five has said many times that he is over Hocus Pocus, not in the sense that he thinks it's a bad movie, but he's like, when Freeform is literally playing it for thirty one straight days, like there's other shit. Like you could play Paranorman, you could play Halloween Town. Like somebody, there's so many other kids' films that you could be playing at this time of the year. Besides Hocus Pocus, but I still love Hocus Pocus, man. I can't shit on that movie. It's great. Shouldn't have came out in mid July, but (laughs) well, it's because they wanted to get it on VHS by the time Halloween hit. And also, who was who was talking shit about Haunted Mansion coming out in the middle of the same situation though. They yeah, did it. I, I knew that that was why they were doing it. They were doing it for two reasons. Now, I mean, one, it was it wasn't going to show up on streaming services like D Plus or whatever um, until now. But also, they had to re up the fucking um, attraction or yeah. the attractions. Yeah. So they, of course, they're going to release it in the summer so that it was ready for when they were doing, you know, whatever they call it, you know, at, at Disney. Mickey's not-so-scary yeah. Halloween party. Or exactly. exactly. That's, that's what it so is. catchy. Yeah. It rolls right off the tongue. But uh, this yeah. is the thing that drives not, me nuts not with, like, and this is where any major studio is just full of fucking idiots, is it's like, that's fine. If that's what your game plan is, fucking own it. But then don't complain that it underperforms because the clearly Halloween movie that you've made and released in the middle of summer didn't perform as well as you thought it would at the box office. When it's like no I one's just, in the mood for for a Disney Halloween no. movie in July 4th. Like <laughs> I also feel like they just didn't – there was no love given to it. And it's like all anybody who gives a shit about the Haunted Mansion wants is for somebody to make – a haunted mansion movie that is for them not yeah. for the general audience you know and if you do that then niche. you yeah. win mm-hmm. well that's but, you know that's it's not the... just it's like it's it, it is it is niche but by doing that and respecting it i think that you can still make a bigger better movie. i mean pirates of the caribbean is a little bit like that but like, even though it's still like this epic scale but here's the here's like, the curse yeah. of the pirates <laughs> the curse of the black pearl even <laughs> um Fuck but you. like no one loved the pirates on that no. level. You know what I mean? No. So it's like, it's similar to when Marvel does something like Guardians of the Galaxy and it's unexpectedly a hit because oh, no one the, gave yeah. a shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. There so no it's like this went above everybody's expectations. But yeah. then I feel like because Guardians was such a massive unexpected hit, now they're like trying to make Ant-Man the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they're trying to turn all of these other characters into Guardians movies in the sense that, like, even if the Guardians didn't show up in it, Mania and, like, Ragnarok and, like, all of these other movies feel way more like they're in line with the Guardians of the Galaxy universe than, like, the previously sure. established MCU universe. And I think that that's what happened with, like, Pirates being this unexpected hit is it was like, well, we got to make it like Pirates. And it's like, no, Pirates worked as an action comedy because that fits with the ride go yeah. in on the horror and i'm not saying make an r-rated movie but at least make a pg-13 movie or like yeah like an, a pg movie that feels like it's just on that line and like have fun right. with it I, I will say that this one i haven't seen the new one yet but just from the trailers 
it looks like they at least included way more of what happens in the ride than in the, the Eddie ride. Murphy movie did. Which I appreciate. <laughs> Man, appreciate I think that we watched... Muppets Haunted Mansion's the best. Muppets Haunted Mansion <laughs> is so flawless. It's so good. I feel like that's such a, a cold take, though. Like, we really yeah. oh, everyone have three No, everybody feels that way. Yeah. Everybody feels that way. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Let's dive into some double features, guys. This was kind of everybody's pick. So who thinks they have the best double feature and wants to go first? I think that I have the best double feature, so I want to go last. Okay, then I'll go first. Uh, I picked the first act of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, you mean the only part of that movie that I care about? There you go. I had to explain. So I was at the I was at the gym, uh, and my trainer is much much younger than me. And I um, had said that you know I like I like spooky music, um, and so she put on this. She picked a Spotify playlist or created one or something like that. You like she let it create it based on. Um, Sorry, Matt. You know, spooky music and Dead Man's Party came on. And nice. I was like, oh, this is Danny Elfman. So good. And she was like, who? And I went, oh, you don't know who Danny Elfman is? Oh, man. Like, you know, he did all the music for all the Tim Burton movies, you know, like Nightmare Before Christmas. And she was like, oh, okay. And and I was like, man, how is it that now I understand that that movie is 30 years old this year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, damn. Is there really a generation now that has not gotten their fill of Nightmare Before Christmas? I, I think it's possible. That, I mean, I think that there's a think generation there's a of people of who character. can't acknowledge that it's only two thirds of a good movie. <laughs> like the second. Now that's the, a hot take. Right the there. second that Jack take, Skeleton takes off into the sky and it turns into a Christmas movie, it kind of sucks. The songs are way Holy worse. Holy crap! Yeah, Matt. You know, I, I've felt that there has been this this ocean building between <laughs> us where I thought that you loved Christmas more than Halloween. And it just it you just brought us right back. There is, love, no, there's, look, there I, is a little dribble between us and it might just I love, be pee. I love I'm Christmas excited. equally to Halloween. But I can admit <laughs> that the Christmas part of Nightmare Before Christmas is the worst part of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to ignore what you said after I started uh, talking before you You're said gonna, yeah. that you right, accept fair, that the last enough. third of the movie is Make the good. Scott edit of the podcast yeah, yeah. episode. <laughs> the Scott edit. The Scott uh, cut. Well, uh, my choice was Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, you can the take the thing. other two thirds. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that now. So now it's, it's Mr. Boogity. Fuck Ooh, all y'all. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Now, and I'm going like really hard left turn here wrong turn if you may i'm gonna go with trick or treat because i feel like that's a kids r-rated movie it's kind of like it's it's really brutal like i'm not saying the kids should be watching it but it feels to me like kids have been now like let's just ignore the fact that that movie's like about 15 years old at this point um but let's just say that that movie was like relatively new you know and and we have like 14 year olds that are like totally into it i i 
feel like that's what the Monster Squad was probably like for kids in 88. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, I... it, like Monster Squad was like scary enough that it was kind of a little bit beyond kids level. And I feel like Trick or Treat is like way beyond kids level. Don't get me wrong. But I just mean that if you start with Halloween Town and then you take the vibe of Halloween mm-hmm. Town, I feel you like you get like a you could get a fun night out of it by watching Trick or Treat. That's good. I'm also going to just... But also don't show your kids under 10. Like, that. I'm not saying be a bad parent. Just throwing this out there because I just recently rewatched it. I think the king of kids' movies that are rated R is still Dolls. (laughs) Like, every element of the pacing of Dolls feels like a kids' movie, except for all of the gore when the dolls are killing people. Yeah, (laughs) I got to agree with you that Dolls could even work as a double feature with Halloween. (laughs) Um, It feels very childlike. Very much so. Now let's go to everyone's new favorite segment. What's going on? Um, <laughs> where we talk about some of the stuff going on in the world of horror movie night. Uh, this is your last call on the podcast for a scare package. Second Halloween ends. It strikes midnight. It becomes November 1st. They're gone. Doesn't exist anymore. So for $40, you will get a shirt. You will get an enamel pin while supplies last. You'll get a full set of all of the horror movie night trading cards. You'll get a bunch of stickers and you'll get some extra fun stuff. Bars of soap, CDs, VHS tapes, DVDs, Blu-rays, maybe even a second shirt. You never know what the extra piece is, but it will be worth your money and it will help us out because it'll help us clear out our inventory and start to buy some new and exciting shirts. We have some cool designs (coughs) that we want to get. Yes, we've got uh, (laughs) cool designs that we want to get going. Uh, and this is a great way to help us out. So last call on the podcast to go get some scare packages. I also want to throw this out there. I believe it will be the Sunday before Halloween. So this Sunday coming up, uh, fingers crossed if I can get this to work. Sunday night, I might go live on Geekscape's YouTube and Twitch channel and just live stream myself playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors for a little bit. So if I can make it work, I I haven't tested out the equipment yet, but I think I can make this work. So if I'm correct, stay tuned for that. Just subscribe to the Geekscape stuff. And Scott, I think you have some pretty exciting musical news on your end as well. I do. Um, As of recording, the plan for for this is that... um, my old death metal band, Ichabod Crane, is back. We've been working for a year to get to this point. Um, uh, but it's, it's all, a lot of it's long distance because um, Johnny, the guy I mentioned, um, one of my best friends, uh, he lives pretty far away. So um, it's been a lot of postal service type stuff that we've been doing. But we're finally <laughs> releasing two new singles, a cover of AFI's Fall Children but in our style. And um, I'm very, very happy with the way that that came out. And then the B-side is a new original song called To That Which We Are Bound, which is kind of to give a taste of what we're doing because we're writing a record. So um, it's it's, uh, some old faces, some new faces. The direction is kind of where it should have always been aiming. I'm very, very happy with the personnel. Love, love, writing music with with friends you know it's it's something i haven't done in a very long time i've been doing music alone for <laughs> a very very long time at this point but um so that'll be out what we're doing is a staggered release the uh the afi cover is should be out week of halloween so before this comes out um it should be on all streaming platforms hopefully before halloween and then um uh the original song will be out probably two weeks later we're trying to stagger it so that we can keep some eyes on our stuff Nice, nice. 
Uh, all right, let's dive into our final segment. What did we watch uh, since I kicked off the double features? I guess I'll kick this off as well. Recently hosted the October Weird Ass Movie Night. And if you listen to the Patreon, I had asked Scott and Kyle for advice on do I end the night with WNUF or the out there Halloween mega tape? Um, and I could never come to a conclusion. So we just did four movies this this month nice. uh, and watched <laughs> both shit. of them. And I need to just give it another shout out. I love WNUF. It's a Halloween classic. Holy Christ, the out there Halloween mega tape, though, as a child of the 90s mm-hmm. is just perfection. Like it it hits so many right notes like the I think it took a while for the people watching to kind of understand what WNUF was a little bit because it it is a weird thing to get into. But man, those that Ivy Spark uh, Sparks stuff is just like be absolutely nice. be nice. It's like perfection. <laughs> the commercials are perfect. Um, the line that we just kept yelling, which is so stupid, is the commercial for the fryer chicken, um, where it's like we yes. even have boneless wings, and the skeleton just pops up. It's like boneless. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's in those dumb little things but it captures so many so many things that i forget i had in the 90s like not that i physically owned but like commercials that aired that i'm like man there really were just these weird fucking commercials for this shit that like super duper water shooter i mean the super uh, duper water shooters the scare <laughs> hotline like just like the random perfume ads that are like way yeah. too overly artistic, like the the anti the anti marijuana ad yes. fucking kills like, me too. It's, it's like so La Martina good. just knocked that thing so out of the park. So, so I want to, you know, just before Halloween, why not give one more push? Hey, go on his website, buy yourself a, a copy, and watch it on October thirty first. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get the WNUF special because I I knew that. They did a small release of it on Blu-ray, and I totally thought it sold out. I misread, and then the slipcover sold out, yeah. and they had other standard editions. So the the Blu-ray is on the site, as far as I know, and I finally ordered one so I can watch it, because I've only seen out there. Yeah. I've not seen the original. Oh, WNUF so, will blow um, your fucking I know. mind, then. I'm excited. I'm excited. You should so watch I... WNUF and then re-watch out there, because the mm-hmm. amount of subtle references to WNUF. Like there's like in your face ones, but there's like super subtle ones that you're like, Oh, like watching them back to back. I really caught so much more. Um, But all right, Kyle, how about you? What, what did you watch this week? Uh, So I'm actually going to talk about an album that I've been fucking obsessed with, which is Tyler Childers rustin in the rain. So, um, okay. Tyler Childers is a, Americana country artist. He like really he's a, he's really like he's a country crooner. At least he is on this album. It's fucking unreal. So, um he does a, a Chris Christopherson cover, um Help Me Make It Through the Night, Love which is like gorgeous. Uh and then he also covers like even more recent artists. There's a cover uh of an SG Goodman song for those who are kind of in that scene. SG Goodman's a, a incredible uh country singer-songwriter, but the <laughs> Matt, you said time and space earlier in the episode. The song's called Space and Time, uh, and it ends the album, and it's this beautiful bat, like love ballad of just like not wanting to leave this world without saying I love you. Uh, it's like this. I was just like, I was blown away. And I mean, the the dude's been around for a while. He has a lot of albums, but. Um, and he's like a very like humble country crooner. Again, like kind of you know just 
having Chris like doing a Christofferson cover makes a lot of sense. He Rustin in the Rain, the title track is very like Hank Williams, like just it's it's very cool. Uh, and for other people, Margot Price does some vocals on here too, who is like in my eyes, and actually Josh from Fright School mentioned that her most recent album is like a long lost Tom Petty album. So there's this crossover stuff that's happening genre wise, but also like really roots based on this album and it's short it's like seven songs but it's fantastic it's i I can't stop listening to it i've been playing it a lot for for my son who his sort of um he's shown interest in music like he really likes the band he loves up on cripple creek like he won't get enough of that song uh he loves tanya tucker's delta dawn like i want before i got down here we watched three live versions of it (laughs) one from farm aid one from like a CMT thing, and then the other one where he calls uh, he calls it the one with all the ladies, which is like Brandy Carlisle and Trisha Yearwood, and it's like at like a CMT awards. So like when he sees the thumbnail, he wants to watch the one with all the ladies. Ooh, um, he's one of us. This, yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've just been listening to that album nonstop, um, and I actually still on my to listen playlist some of the stuff that we talked about. But I have a whole li- like lineup of stuff on my to listen playlist, but I can't I can't stop listening yeah, to that. Album. I just threw it's some crazy of his good. stuff on my uh, my big ass play. I just have a playlist for the year two thousand twenty three, and I just yes, throw a bunch yeah. of stuff on it. And then once I get tired of hearing a specific yeah. song too many times, I'll delete it off the list. Yeah, and I'm halfway through that Kesha it. album, uh, dude. You're right. You're right. It's really good. It's really really like, it's good. provocative and like really good uh, and really well produced. Yeah, so. I have Rick uh, Rubin, baby. All right, Scott, take us home. What did you watch, read, listen to, etc.? So, is it okay that I say that I watched uh, VHS eighty five? I think yeah. it's okay to say okay, that. Okay to, did you it, enjoy VHS eighty um, five? It was it was fine. Um, I liked it better than the last one. Was that ninety nine or whatever? I think whatever the one that just recently came out, which I believe is VHS eighty five, they were talking. Yes. Yeah, they were talking about that on Colors in the Dark. Colors in the Dark. Or, yeah. Yes, and I think Elric said, "Oh, I think this is the strongest one that they've made in years." Like he was like, "It has probably the most consistently good segments, and it actually feels like it really leans into the year that it's assigned yeah, as well." It feels so. like that, and I liked the way that they did a couple. They did kind of like so obviously there's always a wraparound story because it's it's um, an anthology, but there it's almost like there are two wraparound stories, um, but they, they're they're kind of like interwoven stories. It's real cool. I, I'm I think that they did a great job. Um, it felt like they had great um, concepts. The the this is such a silly thing for me to be nitpicky about, but I thought that there was a lot of gun violence in it, um, which I. Mm didn't love um it just felt like but it, it was does gratuitous. make sense for 85 <laughs> sure it also makes yeah. sense for 2023 but yeah true um, but it just felt like it was so integral to the um to almost all the stories all of them except for gotcha. one i want to say but i mean it was i really liked the um i i guess you would call it the seven story um yeah. so you'll know if you if you watch it what that story is um i like that a lot i thought it was it went from being like a god damn it that was like a waste of 10 minutes to being like oh shit now it's fucking like a great concept and i really like mm-hmm. the way that they brought it back around so um i think it was pretty strong i think it was probably the strongest since two and two is pretty basically untouchable for me as yeah. far as the vhs series goes so yeah. 
Um, nothing else comes. There's a lot close. of good directors on here. Yeah. Uh, Scott Derrickson comes in and does one, which is crazy. Which one um, did he do? Does it, does it say that? he did Dream Kill? Uh, oh, that was the last, the last, yeah, last. And it was, segment. It was solid. It was, it was done very well. I think that the camera work in that one was probably the best. Yeah, yeah, Becca, yeah. Becca said something which I kind of agree with, and especially coming off of our conversation about Chris Lob Martina, where she's like. I don't think the VHS movies need these wraparound stories trying to tell us why we're watching no, these tapes anymore. Not. And it's like watching like how Chris La Martina did like out there Halloween mega tape where you just accept that it's a VHS tape that has two different specials spliced yeah. onto it. Like I don't understand why you can't just be like, hey, here's here's a they, bunch they of short really films don't. that take place. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they. I really think that of the five, four or five that they've done, I think there are yeah. five VHSs now. Um I, I think that this is the one that they lean the the least heavily on yeah. the wraparound story. Man, it's that almost like the first one. It's so stupid. The rest, yeah. like, got to go in this house and just find a specific tape, and you're just like watching them watch Why? tapes. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's okay because think about it. It's been what eight, ten years since that one came out. Whatever. It's longer, been. dude. It's probably been Shit. close to fifteen. Wow. Yeah, because um, I saw it. At, I was a junior in college, and I saw it at South by, and I think so. That was. Yeah, that's like 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, in any case, I think that they that the concept of VHS has gotten stronger and more defined, yeah. and that's why that they're probably nice. going to eventually not need wraparounds, thankfully. Thank yeah. God. Uh, speaking of us all getting old, we were all too old to be watching <laughs> Halloween Town this year, so stay tuned next week where we'll watch a far more adult movie from just a year after this one. So <laughs> stay that tuned. pause, man. Stay tuned for that one, and we'll be back next week with more Horror Movie Night. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.